We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. There's a cutter in the zone, popped up, back of home. Maldonado makes the catch, and the Astros have secured a sweep at the hands of the Sox at Minute Maid Park. It's a bad weekend for the White Sox in Houston. Shout out to everyone who's watching the show on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Chicago 670 score. That's the way that you can look inside the studio. I'm rocking my Billy Blue Demon hoodie today, which I'm very excited about. So, you know, give Connor a better shot of it right here. I love it because this is what they should just go back to. Like instead of, I got no problem. I got no beef with dibs, but they should just go back to the demon sitting on the basket because it's the greatest logo in the history of sports. So they brought it back a little bit. And I'm happy to have it. I went and bought it. Like this wasn't one of those. I didn't get a gift package because apparently only the schools I didn't go to send me gift packages. I should make this a, Herbie. I should make this a thing. I should make this a thing on the show. Like ISU, they send me stuff all the time. Shout out to ISU. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I didn't go there. I can get, I can be part of Brock Spack's army whenever I want. Northwestern. Northwestern sends me stuff. My alma mater? Hell no. Yeah, I'm we're gonna make this a thing. And it's it's gonna be a thing. Just your alma mater. You teach there. I do. I do. You would think. Then when you have a wide audience like this on Twitch where people can see me, that you would think that my alma mater would want to billboard me. Give me some stuff. I'll wear it. Can I parlay that too? Can I? For Illinois? They already sent you stuff, Well, though. they're good. I didn't go there. But Carroll College doesn't send me anything. <laughs> my three months there, jerks. <laughs> COD definitely doesn't send me anything. And then Western, what the hell? I spent the greatest three months in the world there getting drunk daily in Higgins 16. Nothing. Not a damn thing. But Studs over here, he went there four years. He gets all the mugs that he can get. Hey, all I am is a townie in Hyde Park. And University of Chicago keeps me with new drip. I'm just a townie. I just live down the street. And they keep me with new drip. My alma mater, though? Step it up, Blue Demons. 
Let's go out to the score hotline presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Josh Nelson does a great job with the Sox machine. Sox machine. And he joins me now here on the score. What's up, dude? Hey, Lawrence. One, it is a shame that DePaul doesn't send you anything. They really need to fix that. Yeah, they Uh, need to step it up. Yeah, they do. Uh, Two, Michael Brantley. He's pretty good. Yeah, I remember a conversation between the two of us on the Sox Machine podcast at the, at, before the year started where we were both like, you know who would, would kind of put this offense over the top? Michael Brantley. And yes, it might cost you a little bit of money, but it would be a better choice than Adam Eaton. And so far, we've been proven right. And Maybe Spanky gets himself healthy and everything turns out to be fine, but but it doesn't look like that's going to be the case. What did you make of this weekend in Houston? Well, we knew that the White Sox starting pitchers had a tremendous test. And unfortunately for Dylan Cease, Lance Flynn, and Dallas Keuchel, they got beat up by a buzzsaw of a Houston Astros offense. Carlos Rodon, I think, proved that he is the White Sox number one pitcher at this moment with how well he threw against the Houston Astros. So, you know, great credit to Carlos Rodon. One of the best bounce back seasons I've seen from for a White Sox player ever in my lifetime. But the offense, we said before the series that the White Sox offense had to step up their game, that they would have to give the White Sox starters four to five runs of support each game because just of the difficulty the White Sox starting pitchers were going to be facing against the best offense in all of Major League Baseball. And they failed tremendously in this series. Tim Anderson went one for 16. That's not going to cut it. Jose Bray went two for 14. That's not going to cut it. Uh, Yohan Mikado went three for 13. That's not going to cut it. If you have as many hits as many throwing errors in a series, that's not going to cut it. Uh, so the White Sox, you know, their three top position players uh, did not perform this weekend. Now, it's just a four-game series. People will point out it's just June. But so far this season, the White Sox have failed in their road postseason tests, going to New York and getting swept there, and simply just being outclassed by the Houston Astros this weekend, Lawrence. And it, for me, it's the offense, which is starting to fade for the White Sox. Their team-weighted runs created plus in the month of June is now 93. They are performing 7% below league average. That is 13th in the American League. They are tied with the Kansas City Royals for the fewest home runs hit in the American League. ISO, Team OPS, again, 13th in the American League. Jose Abreu is having the worst month, uh, his worst June ever in his career. Think about all of the great summer months that Jose Abreu's had in a White Sox uniform. And he's currently hitting the month of June 186 with a 219 on base percentage, slugging 300. And Jose Abreu only has one home run. So you put everything together with the injuries, and you remember Mercedes has stopped hitting, and now Jose Abreu and Yohan Mercado are in a month-long funk for the White Sox. And yeah, yeah, that's why right now they're one of the worst performing offenses in the month of June in the American League. Well, the good news is, is that they get the Pirates. The bad news is, is the Pirates came up and muscled up and won a couple games against Cleveland. So it's not a slam dunk, but if you are in a funk team wide, this and the Diamondbacks would probably be the two teams that you'd want to see on your schedule. 
Absolutely. And I know Herbie's going to be in Pittsburgh. If the White Sox do not score five runs off Tyler Anderson on Tuesday, they must run bases after the game. There is absolutely no excuse why the Chicago White Sox cannot score five runs tomorrow off Pittsburgh. A left-hander who just leads home runs. He's given up 10 home runs in his last six starts. He's given up 20-plus runs in his last six starts. There, there's no excuse that the White Sox do not score at least five runs in tomorrow's game against Pittsburgh. I thought it was interesting that Lance Lynn had said a couple of starts back, you know, I, I kind of get clunky in the middle of June. And so mm-hmm. he wasn't reveling in how good he had been uh, up until then, where I think he had given up, what, nine earned runs until that point. And now that number has ballooned in his last two starts. Is there anything that that you can see as to why he hasn't been effective, as effective in his last two starts as he was the previous starts? Well, Lance Lynn did say after his start in Houston that there's something wrong mechanic-wise, that he is not hitting the same spots that he was hitting earlier in the season. I think that's why against Tampa Bay, he could not locate on the outside corner. And then he tried to beat the Rays inside, And the Rays left-handed hitters hit a couple home runs off him in the first three innings. And that's just too big of a hole for the White Sox offense, again, not performing well this month, to overcome. So that's why Lance Lance Lynn lost that start in Tampa. And the same thing happened in Houston, that he's just not locating on the corners right now, uh, like he was at the beginning of part of the season. I'm not concerned about Lance Lynn. I think Lance Lynn will figure it out. He is this wily veteran. This is the reason why you acquired him. He is a workhorse. He's been through this before. He will, you know, figure it out. And he will go back to being a top five pitcher in the American League like he has been the last couple of seasons. So I'm not too concerned about Lance Lynn. But this is the conversation throughout baseball, Lawrence. It starts today. You cannot use any type of substance when you're gripping the baseball. So if this continues for Lance Lynn and his struggles, and we see some significant as far as changes in his spin rates or RPMs with his pitches, naturally you're going to have everyone looking at baseball because now everyone's looking at the data here and saying, well, these guys were using illegal grip enhancement substances before. That's why they're so good, and now they're not so good. It, it, every every pitcher in the majors starting today is going to have to address these questions that are going to be lobbed their way on how they perform over the next month. I don't think it's a big deal uh, as far as the pitchers using, you know, sunscreen and rosin to have a better grip on the baseball. Spider tack obviously is going to be crossing the line, uh, but hopefully we do not have to continue to have this conversation about Lance Lynn if two bad starts becomes five bad starts in a row. Josh Nelson of the Sox Machine and the Sox Machine podcast. If you haven't, if you're a White Sox fan, you need to jump on this podcast. It's really, really great. Also, he's getting close to 10,000 followers on Twitter. At Josh Nelson is where you can find him. So follow him. Let's get him to 10,000 followers before the end of the day. I got to wait, what did I say? I did it wrong. I think his uh, Twitter handle is uh, Sox Machine oh, that's right. underside, underscore Josh. That's what it is. Sox Machine underscore Josh. Right. So let's make sure that we not give the fake Josh Nelson the, the 10,000 <laughs> followers that he needs on Twitter. Sox Machine underscore Josh is how you can do it. Okay. So I want to ask you about two things. One, where's Michael Kopech? Two, yeah. is, it, is it time for... 
the White Sox to visit an old friend and perhaps make a deal for Eduardo Escobar? So, number one, for Michael Kopech, it sounds like he's getting close. The, the White Sox are pulling a similar situation we just saw with the Minnesota Twins. Byron Buxton was destroying AAA. And there was a lot of questions out of Minneapolis and St. Paul wondering, what are we doing here? Like, he's clearly ready. Call him up. But the Minnesota Twins said, we're not going to call him up until he's 100% ready. Because if we call him up at 90% ready and he pulls his hamstring or he has the hip flexor issue again, we can lose him for the entire season. So we don't want to make that risk. I can see the White Sox having the same type of mindset with Michael Kopech. They want to make sure that he's 100% healthy before calling him up. Uh, and getting him back into the bullpen rotation, or if a White Sox starter, unfortunately, knock on wood, has to go on the IL, then there you go, Michael Kopech, you're going to get some spot appearances where we're going to ask you to go four to five innings. Uh, so I think that's what's going on with Michael Kopech. I expect him to return soon to the White Sox, but not until he's 100% healthy. Eduardo Escobar, if Bob Nightingale is reporting this, Lawrence, I have to assume it's coming straight from the White Sox. Yep. And the Arizona Diamondbacks are what, 5 and 38 in their last 43 games? I've never seen a collapse like this in Major League Baseball. I'm sure every veteran that's on the Arizona Diamondbacks is clean. Please get me out of here. So the White Sox would be doing Eduardo Escobar a favor, getting him uh, out of Phoenix and joining the White Sox. The thing about Eduardo Escobar, the positive, he's got 15 home runs this year. But if you break it down by month, he hit seven in the month of April. He hit six in the month of May. That's good. But guess what? In June, he has stopped hitting home runs. He's only got two home runs. So that's one thing that I'm concerned about. He doesn't walk. He's got an on-base percentage of 288. So if you're acquiring Eduardo Escobar, I think the hope is he helps us at second base. He can do a spot start in center field or left field or maybe even right field. He could fake it out there in case of emergency. But we are hoping that we are acquiring the Escobar that hit for power in April and May. Because if he doesn't, he's no different than what you currently have on the roster right now. Uh, So we'll see if that trade uh, does come to be. But it's not a surprise that the White Sox are already shopping right now. And Eduardo Escobar could be a good fit if he does flex for some more power, especially that he showed in April and May. Josh Nelson of the Sox Machine. Sox Machine underscore Josh on Twitter is where you can find him. Go listen to the podcast. It's really terrific. They break down everything from what's happening to the majors, what's happening in the minors, with the White Sox as an organization. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate you jumping on. Absolutely. And for everyone in Naperville, Darien, and Woodridge, we are hoping that everyone is safe, that your homes are okay. If you do need help and you're a Sox fan, definitely reach out to White Sox Twitter. We're a great community. We can come out and help you guys. Thanks, Lawrence. I love that. That's fantastic. That's Josh Nelson of the Sox Machine. Yeah, I I woke up to that, and I was like, what happened? Because – all day in Chicago, you had heard that it was going to be bad, and then it kind of wasn't. And then and I woke up, and I was like, what? Like, you know, I reached out to a friend of mine that lived right in the path of that in Naperville, and hopefully, I mean, thankfully, she's okay. But it was scary to see some of those images. I was watching Channel 9. I thought they did a great job with it this morning where you're seeing garages that everything was intact, including the cars. But the walls were all gone and the roof was gone. 
So hopefully if you're just out there, because I know there are people that are sitting on their property kind of waiting for the insurance people to come by and you're just hanging out with us. Hopefully we can help just hang out with you for a while. But yeah, that's a great thing that Josh proposes. So hit him up on Twitter at Sox Machine underscore Josh is where you can find him.